Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Monday, August 23rd, and mm. we're doing it a little bit early this week, but we'll be chatting about movies coming up on the 27th, starting on Friday, the 27th of August. And it's just the two of us today as everyone else is busy or possibly sleeping. I don't yeah, know. My triumphant return to the podcast after a brief COVID scare, and I didn't want to kill you and Lee, so... I mean, I don't want to deliberately make that happen. Anything could happen. Maybe I assume we'll get killed by ghosts at the theater, but who's to say? What'd you do? I've never had to do this. Did you have to just go and get your nose checked out? Yeah, they jam the thing in there, and it sucks. Like, I did it twice, like, just to be sure. I mean, not the same time, but, you know. But it was both different nostrils each time, so I've had the full experience, such as it is. Man, that must feel weird. Yeah, like, it was awful. Like I don't first, want that to happen. <laughs> there, I thought I was trying to go as far as I could with not getting it, but I kind of suspected someday I would have to try it. Or, well, not try. <laughs> it makes it sound like I wanted to, but no, it's like a forced thing, you know. Like a coworker, no coworkers here ever get sick, but of Never. course, my other fancy job, someone had to go and get sick. So yeah, out of an abundance of caution and family coming in like a week later, you know. So yeah, I had the first one, and it was. I mean, it sucked. It really sucked. But I don't know. It was 10 seconds and then it's over and, you know, blah. And then the second one was a drive-thru, which was kind of cool in a way. That's hilarious. Yeah, like not fun, but interesting. And so, you you know, you're going through and like, you don't, you don't get a burger or fries or anything good, but you get a thing jammed up your nose. So that was interesting. And the other nose, you know, so I was like, and actually I think the second one was better as these things go. You know? And then what's the turnaround? How quick do you get your answer? Um, it was actually same day. Well, in a way, like, cause I got it first. The, I think they opened at 10 and the earliest appointment I could get was 1030, which I did. And then I got, it came in at like 1:45 AM. So Interesting. Like, not technically same day, but for me, same day. Cause I hadn't gone to bed yet. So see, we do live in an age of wonders. Cause as horrible as all this stuff is, the fact that all these vaccines and the tests if this was a few decades ago if not a few years ago i'm sure that test might be like that's uh, two weeks yeah stay least. quarantined the funny thing is like you you're, you're meant to like quarantine for a week before you get the test like after you think you have uh, a contact the person who has it or something like that like so technically my first test was too soon because it was like two days after but i don't know just with everything going on i didn't want to take a risk and so that was clearly negative but then they're like well that you only did it because they're like, do you have any uh, symptoms? And, uh, you know, I hadn't been sleeping all that well, like a lot of times. And they're like, <laughs> right. fatigue. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm fatigued. Like, so <laughs> so that's the only reason that they tested me was because I'm tired perpetually. And so it wasn't COVID. I just have bad sleep patterns. Do you have any symptoms? I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, there's various. I mean, there's tons of symptoms, too, like in theory. Uh, even like, you know, my niece, she, I don't know, not to get too in depth, but, you know, she threw up and had a headache, which technically are symptoms but so like low level that and i, I don't know i didn't want to because we were supposed to have like a family reunion type thing and so they pulled out just out of caution to not kill my parents basically good but like we were all pretty sure it was like it just she was fine the next day like that was the night before you know she just had like a little throw up a bit of a headache and that's it you know but at the same time you don't want to mess around but it was, you know, you're also like, it's probably not that. It's probably yeah, just a kid. Yeah, the over-caution is better than under-caution because despite what crazy anti-maskers would probably look at you and go like, mm -hmm. ah, you're a sellout, <laughs> whatever, you know. But it's like, well, the other option is you would hate to wake up the next week and be like, oh, mom's in the hospital. Yeah. So, you know, 
you can have a family reunion later. Mm, it's not, it's, uh, it wouldn't have been worth it. And she would have, like, my mom would have still made it happen, obviously. And, like, we did, it was, we were outside the whole time, so there was at least that. But yeah. it was just, well, I mean, that, it was that's enough. That's all funny, too, because it's like, we're all still kind of following these rules and parties being outside or events being outside or, like, we just had a birthday party in on Saturday, a bunch of seven-year-olds. But it was very nice to see, like, all the kids were in masks Everyone was social distancing and mm-hmm. sitting apart and all that kind of stuff. And so this is just like those kids, like that's just the world. They don't know. That's like wearing a bike helmet or looking both ways before they cross the street to them. Yeah. That's that's nothing to fight about. They're just like, oh, this is what we do. Yeah. Some of them like it because it's like a ninja mask or something, you know, yes. like and you can kind of <laughs> get whatever you want on a mask for the most part, you know. So I don't know what I would have thought as a kid. Like, it's hard to even picture it. Like, I would have done it. I know I would have, and I was always like, I was never really a badass as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah same. I was a bit like, I don't know, maybe I would take an extra cookie when I shouldn't or something to that effect, but I never really did anything bad. My other siblings, like, nobody was really terrible, but, like, I was the least gutsy of all of the kids. And so, yeah, I think I would have just, I would have worn the mask. I would have, you know, I would have got a Ninja Turtles mask or some yeah, Marvel yeah. or whatever, you know? So it is heartening to see the amount of, like, you know, it's the parents who are the problem most yes. of the time with these kids. It's not the kids who are anti-maskers. Yeah, there's no such thing as a seven-year-old anti-masker. Yeah. It's, it's learned behavior from a dumb adult. Because, yeah, yeah like... I think if I was seven right now, it would just be in the same portion of my brain as, you know, whatever that thing is like, don't uh, swim for 15 minutes after you eat or whatever, you know, yeah. it would just be a rule. It'd be like, yep, okay, it's a rule. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to live through it. Like, I'm really glad I don't have kids during this or at all sometimes. I mean, that sounds like, I don't know, it's yeah. not, parents don't <laughs> want to hear that. I'm not saying kids are bad or whatever, but it's just, I mean, I don't happen to have kids and I'm grateful that it's not something I have to stress about because I absolutely would. I would be a oh my God. worrywart parent. I have so many friends with kids and this whole year and a half or whatever it's been, of course has been crazy because mm. you know working around your schedule when usually you could ditch the kids off at school yeah. and then go about your day and work or do whatever and that didn't happen for mm. a long time and yeah so yeah it was quite the thing and now it's not over but you see these little baby steps and i'm just like let's not screw this up everybody let's, yeah. let's stay the course <laughs> yeah, and hopefully parents are getting more respect for teachers than they already had because like they're basically at this point just like take my kid you're supposed to be taking my kid looking after my kid take my kid you know yeah. it's just like now that they've had to deal with so much of this it's just i think like we kind of take teachers for granted a little bit you know and like and i'm i mean full disclosure like my brother and my is a teacher my dad was a teacher but that's that, nothing to do with it really like just it's, it's just funny like from the observations i've seen of parents there's just so many that are just like wow you know because you're trying to juggle your whole life and the kids and you're yeah. just like you just you got used to just having them be at school and that's just what it was and so now you're like oh yeah yeah that that is a hell of a job <laughs> like you're having to corral 30 kids well i remember this is a foggy memory it happened sometime in high school but there was something going on where it's it's work to rule right that's what this called where the teachers were doing their stuff but all this extra stuff they were like well maybe we don't have time for that or maybe we should have more money for that and then some parents were getting mad because of that. And it's like, well, they're not getting paid extra to do that improv thing after school or supervise the soccer game mm-hmm. or do the school play. That's all just extracurricular. That's all just part of the paycheck. And so it's like, yeah, I think it's been forever that people don't respect to teachers enough. Yeah. And hopefully now this is another thing in the right direction to be like, oh, yeah, they're 
they're heroes who don't get paid enough. Yeah, and they've always been underpaid. I mean, and there was like that was always kind of. I mean, even when I was a kid, there was some you know misnomers about teachers overpaid or underpaid or whatever you know depending who you ask kind of thing and it's just when you really think about it, you're like they are basically like i don't know like farmers almost like it's like <laughs> yeah. you just keep trying it's, it just takes like one i don't want to say bad kid but you know one problematic kid to just slow everything down and, and you're already dealing with every other kid you know so yeah. I, I couldn't do it well, I know the thrill that many of my friends got as soon as they got to ditch their kids again. <laughs> yeah. I won't name names, but yeah. uh, it was probably every single one of them. You Pretty know? much, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, but it's nice seeing folks in the cinema. We've had a ton of rentals in the last little while, ranging from public ones for community screenings, which mm. I think is funny because it's like, well, you can't make as much money right now with a fundraiser or a yeah. community screening when our capacity is still 75 people. <laughs> Because we've had stuff in the past where fundraisers have done very, very well and packed the place. Mm -hmm. So we've had a couple recently where they did well as well as they could, yeah. you know. But private rentals are fun right now because you can get together a bunch of friends or a birthday party kind of thing and watch any movie you want that's on Blu-ray pretty much. Yeah. Which I always encourage. I'm like, don't watch something that you've seen before. Like, watch a classic film or a Disney animation or something that we just can't put on screen. Yeah. So we've had that recently, which is cool. Or, you know, something that sometimes it's sentimental. Like this is my, you've done it where it's like yeah. my wife's favorite movie for a party or birthday party yeah. or a private screening. So that's, I think, the coolest thing you could do. Yeah. Well, and I was talking to my brother about, I was like, you know, we can maybe watch like a, a secret movie, like before hours and whatever. And like, he couldn't decide on anything because nah. it's like too some people are like that <laughs> like it's pressure. like yeah and i was like you could even watch like a couple tv episodes maybe or you could, or a documentary or yeah. like i'm just trying to think of like anything at all and because he didn't i mean he didn't perk up as much as i did but that doesn't mean anything is because like i'm me and i just i'm like thrilled by anything with the cinema at all you know but i was just like you know that could be a fun thing and like but it's just i think it really is overwhelming for some people to pick one thing and even for me it was it's kind of been like that where i was like yeah what would i pick like if i could just you know pick anything to watch it's just it's almost and even it's kind of like that with like saturday night cinema too when like lee's asked me to do that it's almost like too much pressure in a way as well because it's got to be you want a crowd pleaser movie but not something people have maybe seen if you can avoid it and and like not something we've screened probably as well it's just like some people can't do it at all because it's just like it's already hard enough and i know there's been other people we've had in the past who are sort of have suggestions or maybe they want to do one and then they say a few movies and you're like not to be a jerk but you're like those aren't good choices yeah they're either three hours long <laughs> or like an art house movie or something really serious yeah yeah or like, like a foreign you know long film where you're like okay like i i get where you're going with this but like you gotta you really ha it's even for me it's been there's some ideas i've had where i'm like you know i know that probably wouldn't really quite work because like yeah you don't it's not like there's a set formula but there sort of is as well yeah cinema at its best i think because it's a midnight saturday movie yeah midnight ish and the fun of it is i think it should be something either most of the audience has just never heard of before right. some crazy obscure grindhouse thing mm -hmm. or something they might have heard of but is kind of out of rotation some black exploitation or an yeah. old kung fu movie, something they might recognize one of the stars, mm -hmm. something like that. But it's not like we're going to show Empire Strikes Back. Nah. You know, that's not how that works. It has to be something that is kind of lost to the ages. Yeah, and I find like it works best if there's there usually needs to be some laughs of some kind or another, like because like I, I don't know, like it's, it's kind of it's sometimes 
some of the people who come, you know, maybe they had a couple of beers at Quinn's first, or maybe they, you know, like the movie leading into it was like, you know, a fun horror or something like that. Yeah. And so I find like a lot of the times the things that work well are like, you know, an action or a comedy or a, a supposed to be a drama, but it's terrible or something like that, you know? Yeah. Some, some VHS kind of movie that yeah. is not, you know, is not on the shelf at the, well, I was gonna. What was I gonna say? Like, does Future Stop still sell movies? I don't yeah. even know. I, apparently, like, I think they do, but it's like so small now. It's like a a bunk, like one bunk or something. I remember, this was 10, 12 years ago. But remember walking into like a Future Shop, and they're enormous. This, yeah. This giant plot of land, <laughs> and there would just be aisles and aisles of DVDs. Yeah. And now you're right. Now you're probably going in. There's probably like one little shelf with a few hot new box sets or a couple steel books for the nerds to mm-hmm. buy or something but yeah but it wouldn't be something that's just you know we're, we're not going to show footloose nah. <laughs> we're not going to show something that's just we've seen and is no. out there that we could just play normally yeah and there's been like a handful of times where it's been kind of a like in memoriam screening of something that like we likely couldn't get the rights to show for real quote unquote yeah and where it's you know someone dies or a director dies something like that you know so like there's been a couple that like that but it still works like it's a crowd pleaser movie it's fun you know, I'm not naming names for obvious reasons, but like, you know, stuff like that is very cool because it's, you don't know what to expect. And so worst case, like, you're not gonna be sad if you're like, oh, I thought this was going to be a piece of garbage uh, midnight movie and it's <laughs> yeah. an actual good movie, you know, but that's what I like about it. It's like, it's unpredictable, but it's always a crowd pleaser. Well, I mean, that's the, the goal is that it's always a crowd pleaser. And it's interesting you mentioned that kind of stuff because so hot off the presses, but Lee just emailed that in September, we're going to be screening Three Monty Python movies. Oh, wow. And now for something completely different, Holy Grail and Meaning of Life. But the interesting thing, speaking of distribution and stuff not available, Life of Brian is not available. Wow. I don't know how that happens. I don't know why that happens. Yeah. And there's this misconception that we can just screen anything, which is Mm -hmm. so funny, especially I don't expect everyone to know the inside baseball of behind the scenes. (laughs) But even I, as someone who doesn't own a bookstore kind of get the concept that books go out of print and sometimes they go out of print and if nobody makes more they're just gone and then maybe years later somebody makes a new edition same with like dvds blu-rays yeah yeah, anything physical like that Mm -hmm. even like fashion or shoes like i missed out on getting a pair of riddler converse years ago and it's the biggest regret of my life that (laughs) i didn't make that extra effort to get them because now they're gone or you see them on ebay and they're for real like six hundred dollars man so yeah, for whatever reason, Life of Brian isn't available, and it's probably some boring red tape thing of some distributor had a contract up till 2020, and no other distributor has leapt in to pick up the reins on that. Mm-hmm. So it's just there. You know, you can still probably watch it on TV or buy a Blu-ray of it, but it is not available for Canadian theatrical distribution. Uh, and that's arguably their biggest movie. Probably, yeah. Ways. Like it's, I, I actually don't. Now that I say that loud, I'm not really sure what's considered. You know, the meaning of life is pretty big, too. Like, we had that one growing up, for sure. I think Life of Brian gets known a lot because of the music. I mean, Holy Grail had the Broadway thing a few years back, which really put it back in the limelight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this misconception that we could just screen whatever. And recently, somebody, just a nice little email or Facebook or whatever they sent me, said, are you guys going to be screening the Green Knight? Mm. Because I'd rather go to the Mayfair than go to a multiplex. Sure. And it's always the same answer where it's like, well, we hope to play it, but we're the little guy. And I always appreciate that people think we have more power than we do. Yeah. 
But I think we might have missed it because it was at the multiplex. Yeah. And I believe now, not to give advertising to it, but I believe now it's gone on to video on demand rental kind of stuff. Yeah, they were doing a one night only thing for that. Like, I think it was like a Wednesday. And, oh, really? And so they did one night only online screening. And then the next day they put it on VOD. Right. So, so they did it as a one night only thing. So a lot of people were upset because they yeah. it, it was like eight o'clock Wednesday. That's it. And so they made plans, moved their schedules around. And then they're like, oh, by the way, anyone can watch it the next day. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, I, didn't, I thought that was sort of funny. Uh, but yeah, like it is weird. I don't know why they did an about face on that and like kind of cost us potentially that. Yeah. Chance. And it's one of those things where you can put it akin to the video store days or the traditional TV days where it was the same thing, where sometimes the Mayfair, I'm sure, back in the 80s would miss out on something because they wanted to put it out in a video store Mm -hmm. or whatever. But sometimes we can coexist and have stuff while it's on streaming, but it's all just this basically long, complicated answer that ends with like a shrug and a smiley face of maybe, you know, and so... I always appreciate people wanting to wait, but then I don't want to lie to people and say, we're going to get that movie for sure. Yeah. And then they're mad at us because we lied. So it's always this kind of, we hope to get it. We want to get it. We appreciate you waiting. But I kind of understand if you really want to see this movie big screen, my feelings not hurt that if you go see it. Tough. It's tough with movies like that where we just, we just don't know. We just don't know. And I do think, like, even with it being VOD, I think that is the kind of film that still could work here, you know? Yes, in, yes. In the, next, in the next month or so or whatever, you know? Like, it is it is a big screen movie, absolutely. Like, I, I not to admit that I saw it at a different theater, just in case, but... How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was on my birthday, and it was like that or the M. Night Shyamalan movie. I kind of wish I'd seen the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Not, not because Green Knight was bad, but just because, like, for just a... A, a silly unpredictable like i don't know it's he always brings fun you know with m night like it's like you, you you know it's you get your money's worth i feel like even even his disappointing movies are entertaining so you know sorry about not not seeing that one yeah. <laughs> m night but yeah and, and it's funny because there has been examples the one i remember specifically was the live action beauty and the beast mm-hmm. because we had been on a bit of a roll of disney just being nice to us and we were getting a lot of the animation, and this is stuff over a number of years, but I remember we screened like Brave and Zootopia and the live action Cinderella. So there was a number of Disney stuff we screened. And so we had up a poster for live action Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. with all intentions of screening it. Then I think it did a bit better than they thought. So it was in the multiplex a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, it was out on DVD. And this was a couple years ago around Christmas when DVD was still a little bit of a thing. Maybe people asking for it for gifts. Yeah. So we just weren't offered it. We couldn't get it. And so that's an example of I feel bad if people were coming in and being like, oh, they're getting that. Yeah. They got a poster. And then, oh, we lied to you. They ruined our Bill Condon streak. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and people ask about whatever, you know, the new Wes Anderson movie or the the new Edgar Wright movie. And (laughs) it's always like, I'm 99% sure we'll get to screen this, but... If we don't, don't be mad at us. I just don't ask because you yeah. already know, especially for cage movies. I'm like, you already know that I want this. So <laughs> I, I did that on social media and I hope it was, I think everyone got the joke, but I just said like, look, we've heard of Nick Cage. We've played a lot of Nick Cage movies. Yeah. I promise you that if you have heard of a new Nick Cage movie, we've heard of a new Nick Cage movie <laughs> yeah. and we're doing our best. Yeah. You know? I and won't it, let <laughs> that slip through the cracks. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be like three weeks later and us being like, Mandy? I never heard of Mandy. Oh, God. Man, a sellout. We've had... I wonder how many Nick Cage sellouts we've had. Movies where we've had at least one night of a sellout. Because it's been oh, a, yeah. at least at least three, I would oh, think. I'm sure. And, and I know for a fact that Mandy 
screened at it, it's weird every once in a while the multiplexes will screen they'll, they'll pick up a movie that should be ours yeah <laughs> that we own yeah like how dare you <laughs> on our territory yeah and i know for a fact that it played elsewhere i think it was south keys south it was keys. a weird rando spot and they played it from a friday through a thursday at like 11 p.m or something Just there was a like time slot yeah and then we played it for one day and we played it for like four or five days but we yeah. played it on that one day and did better in the one day <laughs> than the multiplex did screening it for five or seven days or whatever yeah because those five or seven days the people who lived in that neighborhood i wouldn't be surprised if they got like two three people per screening mm-hmm. and then we got 200 people oh yeah it Bam. Was full, like that was such a cool screening like everybody was loving it it was such a good vibe and if not 300 people i remember that yeah. night was packed it was like, yeah it was yeah. very full so what's good is the distributors look at that mm-hmm. and go oh well they're doing good and we've had that example over and over again the last little while yeah. of getting favor from the cool indie distributors yeah. like parasite parasite's the best example right. where multiplex didn't want it for a reason <laughs> sure. i can't imagine and then by the time it rolled around to being an Oscar darling, bless their hearts, the distributor stuck with us. Yeah, because we still had it. We still had it, yeah. yeah. And they could have very well have said, no. And you can understand, like, sure. be, be on their side of it, of, well, the multiplex is a screen in every city in Canada. Yeah. You guys are one screen. So if we could put it on four screens in Ottawa versus yours... But they let us keep it. Yeah. And that's really cool. It's almost a bad business choice to let us keep it, but we love them for it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like you can understand the distributor going like, oh, Green Knight can be on one screen in... I don't even know how many multiplexes are left in Ottawa, but four or five, you know, in yeah. the greater Ottawa area, yeah, yeah. including like way out like Canada or Orleans. There's one, two, three, four. Yeah, like five or six. I don't yeah. know. You can understand, like, but... It's really cool when they just say, yeah, you guys can have it. Yeah, and they, man, they even sent us Mandy swag after a while because we did so well with it. Like, that and was swag so doesn't cool. happen anymore. Swag hasn't happened since, like, the yeah. 90s. That so. was, like, that was very, like, I thought that was so cool just because it's so grassroots. It was, like, a Legion H, I think, that, that was behind that, the, the production company. And and it was just, so for me, too, loving the movie, I was like, oh, this is unbelievable. Of course, yes, send us swag. So here's the funny thing. We're recording this Monday. It is currently 12.49 p.m., the reason Lee's not here is because he was busy working on a bunch of scheduling stuff. So I imagine Lee is right now sitting in his home office or sitting on the couch in the basement, sweating it out because we don't have a full schedule for next Friday yeah. to show you how last minute this sometimes is. So we can talk about three of probably four movies that we'll be playing next week. Yeah. So starting on August 27th, the week of August 27th, 2021... We have a film called I Carry You With Me. Like that by, by next Friday, you mean in four days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So it's an Ottawa premiere, and it is the Sundance Audience Award and Next Innovator Award winner. Wow. And it's just four out of four stars from Washington Post, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is the story of an ambitious young man who's a aspiring chef, leaves his soulmate in Mexico oh. to go to New York City. So that's the story. So it's a bit like Pig, but not really like Pig. Yeah, <laughs> not, not as scary as Pig, not yeah. as sad as Pig. I, I hope it's a nice... So it's, I think it's a nice romantic film. Okay, okay. But getting those two awards at Sundance is pretty big. Yeah. And again, that we got this Ottawa premiere is both kind of sad that multiplexes don't care about these kind of films yeah. and nice because then we get to get them. Yeah, and I, and I get it. They're still in a weird in-between phase where they, you know, they don't want to take risks on stuff like this. So good for us. Good for us. Bad for them. Very. 
And then we have, we will probably have another new film in that slot because usually we're doing four films a week. So if you're listening in a timely manner, just go check out the internet. Probably by the time this <laughs> is posted, we will know what that other film is. Could be Green Knight. Who knows? Yes. I like building up after, the fake hype. After we did all that of saying, like, don't bother us. <laughs> oh, that would be, be so, so funny. Okay. So we have two classic films coming up, though. First of all, Raging Bull. Oh, wow. Just random. Just we haven't played it for a few years. Sure. So I think Lee's just kind of going through the, the classics. Yeah. Raging Bull is often acclaimed as the best film of the 80s, which is so funny because it came out in 1980. <laughs> so it's kind of like a backhanded slap to the rest of the decade. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's like, boom. Are they saying Empire Strikes Back isn't better? No, wait, was that 79? No, that was 80. That was okay, 80. good, good. I was close one. But again, that's another 80 film. Yeah. So it's funny. But Raging Bull is... It's so funny to think this because it's over 40 years old, but it's Scorsese and De Niro and Pesci in a mm. much different part of their career. Yeah. Like they had had some success, of course, but now those guys are just these legends. Yeah. And so this was, was a, I think even a risky film at the time because black and white, even 40 years ago, I think was at a spot where people were like, nope, kids only want to watch color. Mm-hmm. So that it was a black and white film. Jeez, I didn't even realize. I've actually never seen it. Oh, so yeah. I've, yeah. I only know the poster and that it's supposed to be great. I've just, I've, there's a few Scorsese that have just slipped through the crowd. I haven't seen Mean Streets either. Those are like the two big ones. And it's a big screen cinematic boxing, you know, and I, in real life, because I am delicate, <laughs> I, I don't like boxing. I don't like mixed martial arts. Yeah, I don't care for a punch kick fest. I, I, I swear I look at it and I have friends who love it. I, yeah. I have a friend who is a mixed martial artist, but I look at it and I'm just like, I don't know why this is legal. I don't yeah, understand. Well, same with football to a degree. Like, oh, for I, sure. I was yeah. hearing a report where it's like, it's impossible to play football professionally and not get CTE to not some degree. Like, yeah. it's literally impossible. Yeah. So Raging Bull, despite being about this grueling sport, mm-hmm. it's a pretty great movie and definitely big screen, looks great on the big screen. I so, So if you haven't seen that, now's your chance. Come and see it while we have it this upcoming week. On the other side of an early 80s classic, uh-huh. we have Creepshow. Oh, yes. Jeez. Wow. You buried the lead, and then you came in with my favorite horror movie. Bam, bam, bam. As I was, I was stuck on the... I was like, wow, is he going to say Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> no. Like, oh, no, wait. No, we're never allowed to show that. And I forget. I know it's hard to pick a favorite movie, but yeah. is it your favorite movie? It's Well, Maybe? it's my favorite horror movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Is It, it, it could be my favorite movie. Like, because I... That's so hard to answer. Like, I hate answering that question. Sometimes yeah. it's Edward Scissorhands, because, like, it's just... That's a beautiful movie and just i love everything about it but like i don't really know like there's there's so many movies that mean so much to me but like creep show like it wasn't until like five seven years ago that i i was like wow it really is my because i've just always loved it i love the old 50s horror comics i love you know stephen king george romero ted danson leslie nielsen you know like all the <laughs> yeah. people in it like hal hallbrook like just there's so much good about it and the fact that like it's definitely withstood the test of time. And like the effects too, like the Savini effects, like my God, like it's just, for me, it's just, it's a fun movie. It's also gross at times, but it's just, it's very like kind of tongue in cheek and it's, it's creepy, but they just have such fun with like the colors and like the, it really like it pops and it's just such a unique movie. And I'm a huge like horror anthology guy, as you know, so it doesn't take a lot. I can enjoy a horror anthology without it being a quote unquote classic. But to see something like that with like a cast and a director and a writer, like just firing on all cylinders, it's just such a beautiful movie. And it's very different than a lot of anthologies to follow. Yeah. Because even not too far after that. Twilight Zone was different directors. Mm-hmm. And in more recent years, say 
VHS or Nightmare Cinema, kind of the gimmick in it is it's an anthology with a theme, mm-hmm. but it's different directors taking the reins. Yeah. And that means kind of you get to do the movie faster because you could have four or five different crews under the same producers kind of working at the same time. Yeah. But in this, it was the same director. So that means they would have to shoot it almost like he just shot five short films in a row. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I think if they did... Well, nowadays, there is the Creepshow TV show, yeah. which is like that. It's a different director every mm-hmm. week for... What did they do? 12 episodes a year or something? It's even like, it's so weird. Yeah, like this last season was supposed to be seven, I think, but there was a Marilyn Manson starring one and oh, he's, you know... Gone. Yeah, <laughs> and he's out of favor for lots of reasons. So, And it sucks because like... I'm sure a lot of us would like to see that episode. Like, I would never be defending him, but I, I'm curious about because it's I love the stories. So yeah, that's the thing that sucks. But I get it. I get why it's buried and probably will never be seen. But I'm also curious because like that was probably a good story. So yeah, I love anthologies. I loved all the TV stuff that happened, like yeah. Tales from the Crypt and that kind of stuff. But movies, I'm glad that nowadays they they seem to be making a little bit of a comeback although mm-hmm. it's a lot more like television type things even yeah. like when twilight zone came back it came back as a tv show again but yeah i tales from the dark side i really oh, like that was great too and a lot of people consider that the tales from the dark side movie to be creep show three i find that so interesting that this weird chain of events that led to that not being creep show three yeah it's weird and i'm not like and it's possible too that maybe they were trying to make that a thing and in, in, in tales from the dark side two three maybe they could have made that a thing but that didn't happen either right so it's hard it's hard to say like but it is interesting i don't even think like romero didn't do the second creep show either i don't think i think it was michael gornick who, which i always forget is that i think he worked on it like yeah maybe he was like, involved for sure like executive producer and wrote some of the stories or something yeah like because I, I think king wrote it i think but like yeah i think he might have been involved like he was definitely involved i'm sure he's a producer at the very they least. were both involved but yeah. not to the extent as the first one no and i think and I he always forget that to. i think george romero directed creep show too <laughs> and then i'm like oh no wait he did not it's because it's got that vibe like it's it's not nearly as good as the first one but like that's almost impossible and it's, it's shorter too like it's like three stories it was supposed to be four stories and they they ended up Cut, or actually it might have been five originally and they just cut it down because like the first one's it's two hours creep shows two yeah. hours so is the second one like 90 minutes yeah i think so like so, yeah. a little over probably and so like they just I, I get why you would cut it down because like that is a big ask for that kind of a movie you know? and i have never seen creep show three yeah it's not i don't think i want to see creep show three i liked it better than its reputation but i i didn't like it like i, I don't know it's just that's just like somehow somebody bought the label, right? Yeah, it was the same, like Taurus Entertainment. It was the same people that did Day of the Dead 2, Contagium, right. and all the, <laughs> and like and a couple others that are just like, yeah, I, I won't ever see them. But I had to see Creepshow 3. Like, I just caved at one point. I was like, yeah. And I did like that. Like, they did it kind of like Pulp Fiction-y, where it's like, oh, here's the remote control from the last episode at this pawn shop dealer. Oh, okay. And the person right, walks yeah, yeah. by it to the next thing, you know. So, like, I, I like that idea. Like, that's a fun concept, but it's not it's not good. Yeah, and I think Mick Garris is doing another Nightmare Cinema. I think oh, they're that's working good. on that. I really loved, uh, like, A Christmas Horror Story was a great anthology. And, like, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It tied in with, like, uh, Shatner. You know, it kind of t- ties in the stuff. He plays, like, a DJ, drunken about DJ. about that one. Yeah, we screened really that good, one. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, Trick or Treat is another great one. Like And uh, Ghost Stories, is another, those three are, like three of the best probably ever made and like they're all modern i mean it's i had to wait you know because i don't want to say when they first come out be like oh instant classic but right they really I, i've seen a lot of horror anthologies and a lot of bad ones as they mostly are yeah and so when you get a, a tales from the crypt or a creep show it's just so you almost have to like rub your eyes like a cartoon cat <laughs> you just can't believe it <laughs> yeah 
So yeah, so that's our movies for the week so far. There will be another one at least, but that'll be announced probably two seconds after we press stop yeah. on this recording. Definitely come see Creepshow, though. Like, that is yeah. just, even with a crowd, like, it's just, it's fun. I mean, if it's not, your th- if you don't like, you know, horror movies or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but it is a really fun experience here. Yeah. And then the other ones being the Sundance Darling, I Carry You With Me, and the classic Raging Bull. Lots of options for you this week, as per usual. So much to do. I was very pleased to, and my brother and I had to kill some time waiting to get into Targ, and so we came in here and watched a bit of the horse movie that was playing this past oh, week. Oh, yeah. So we saw, we just random, I just was like, hey, Andrew, uh, we're going to sit in the air conditioning at whatever is playing. <laughs> I've never done that before, but I love, that's one of the best things about working here. It's like, you keep that that yeah, line yeah. open, and maybe you need to see 20 minutes of a weird, well, it wasn't weird, but, you know, it's, it's hard to tell the context when you just pop in. Like, it's a good old-fashioned British save the day yeah movie i was i was like it's it's not like too packed is it and he was like no i was like yeah. okay good yeah. i don't feel bad about like being weird and walking in halfway through so and that's the other thing to mention to locals is that uh or any wherever you're listening from you have an independent cinema nearby <laughs> that has air conditioning oh yeah so just it doesn't matter what movie's playing <laughs> because right now did you say it's like technically minus 40 outside it's uh, well plus 40 plus or, Mi- so, minus, minus 40 you're used to canada it'll but... be minus 40 in december now plus 40 <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, well, actually, like right now is like the coolest it's been in days, which is it's still like 27. It's bonkers. 30. Yeah, yeah. And it's going, it's only going up. So it was the other day when I walked in for a shift and just that move from unlocking the door and going from outside into the lobby, it just felt like <laughs> science fiction, like going yeah. through some kind of like portal to another dimension. It That's was insane. so, it was so nice to go from horrible, humid, awful heat to, freezing <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's really you're unprepared when you're in for a little while and targ was really nice too actually i remember years back when they oh, were tired like no i mean no offense to them but like it, when it, when it's full in there it gets hot yeah 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 <laughs> so that was the best thing about the social distancing and limiting the numbers <laughs> i was like it's is beautiful and yeah. i had the kale uh pierogies obviously which mm, just pierogies. god i wish i was eating them right now i can't wait for targ <laughs> to be back more often i used to work on wednesdays because they had 50% off night. Oh, yeah, you were all over that. So that would be like, well, I work one or two shifts a week. Maybe I'll work Wednesdays and Man. have an excuse to have pierogies. Yeah, they're so, like, that's one of those things where I was like, they are worth what they charge, but if you can get them half off, why not? Exactly. <laughs> or you be a glutton and get <laughs> twice the size for the same price as the, oh. Man. Yeah, because I was like, six isn't enough for me. I'm going to need, like, my brother was there too, and he said he wasn't hungry, but I was like, I, I can't get six, and then he's going to see him and feel hungry. I could just tell, so. Gwen and I will combine them because they don't have, like, a medium option. So mm-hmm. we'll get a large and a small and then mm-hmm. have nine each. Oh, that's smart. And yeah, because like six wasn't like quite enough, to be yeah. honest. I did want a couple more, but I wanted to be nice and share them. Sometimes I'll get 12 and then I'll be like, oh, I, that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that too. Not in a negative way to the food. Just be like, oh, that was filling. <laughs> I don't think I could have done 12. I was hungry, but I was like, that's a little overboard. Sometimes it's a principle. Like it's your birthday and your friend has bought you dinner and you're like, fine, I'll go for the 12. Yeah. And you're on like 11 and you're looking at that 12th one on the plate and you're like, uh. That's the, yeah, eight, nine is pretty ideal. <laughs> but nine, that, that's my recommendation for House of Tired patrons. If there's two of you there mm-hmm. and you think six isn't enough, but I can't do 12. Do the biggie smallie yeah. and, and combine them, and then you get nine. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. Math. Yeah, I love it. So on that note, we will wrap up for the week and venture back out into oh, the God. Phoenix-like I desert that is that. Ottawa. It's exciting living here because sometimes it's plus 40, sometimes it's minus 40. <laughs> you never know. You know sometimes in the on. same month. <laughs> you can find out updates, especially about this week, over at mayfairtheater.ca please check for this week that check we don't week. know the whole week yet we're on all the social medias and we will be back next week with 
more cool movies playing at the Mayfair Theater because we don't know what's coming. We don't know. And maybe we'll have a special guest. <laughs> Who, Who knows? knows? Maybe. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, I forgot to mention I went to Nostalgia Warehouse after oh you God. recommended it. You did not prepare me. It's... You tried to prepare me. You did not. It was so overwhelming. We're not going to talk for another 10 minutes, but if you're in Ottawa, yeah. go to Nostalgia Warehouse and buy a reasonably priced something. Yeah. And then look at all the treasure. You oh my will God. find something because they have everything. It's the best. It's non- too much. Non-sponsor. We love them. <laughs> you need it. Bye, everybody. Coming soon. Jolting tales of horror. Creep show. From the author of Carrie, The Shining, and Cujo. And the creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. You'll scream at ghastly ghouls, cringe at weird kids, and shiver at the doings of evil doctors. This is going to be extremely painful, Mr. Barrow. Creepshow will grab you, grow on you, and give you the creeps. No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. Creep Show, the most fun you'll ever have being scared.